Good morning, everybody, and a very warm welcome to QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Labs is your one and only place for QuickBooks content podcast, designed to be the place to learn all about the world of QuickBooks and other accounting software. On the first Wednesday of each month, or sometimes the second Wednesday is today, then you get to go, we hang around these microphones to talk all about the latest news, tips, and tricks about QuickBooks online. So, I am one of your hosts, I'm Patrick, a chartered accountant, a certified QuickBooks trainer, and also owner of an accounting firm called Boffix, and also have a QuickBooks channel called YouTube. So, with me as my co-host always, Ash. Ash, how's it going? Uh, fantastic, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, so my name is Ash Beetson, uh, QuickBooks trainer, slash bookkeeper, slash accountant, slash uh, app developer, author, jack of all trades, um, master of none of them at all. Uh, did I just hear you say, you own a YouTube? You own YouTube, Aaron. <laughs> it sounded, that's what, I'm sure it is. You're the QuickBooks chap on YouTube. Just in case anyone thought that Aaron had uh, all of a sudden become a billionaire since our last podcast. <laughs> He doesn't own YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Google might uh, have something to say about that. I suppose you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All right, okay, so today we have an absolute cracker installed for you. Got some great little topics to go over. But first of all, let's go through all the T's and C's and everything else that goes with it. So first of all, we are live to the world at a regular time of 4.30, 10.30 US time. I think that's still right. So if you listen to this back at a later time, then why not think about joining us live? as we've got in the panel so far so they get the chance to ask some questions and keep us honest and make sure that we answer as accordingly ash what's the agenda for today's show lots of little bits that we can take a look at um left hand navigation is live there's a new transfer option default categories against suppliers just in case you might have missed those there's a a little bit of a, a bug within the client request feature Recertification is on the way. You can now create your statutory accounts from QuickBooks Online. Uh, There's a new networking feature within uh, QuickBooks Online, which is when you raise invoices. And Aaron's going to be talking us all through this. And you've got a new eBay connector feature um, on the way in the US at the moment. Not sure that's uh, coming across to us yet. Interesting, isn't it? It's actually quite nice to have some bits to talk about isn't it i mean i know we had quickbooks connect last time and it was good to talk about but yeah we've actually bits to get could be little mitts on which is good isn't it yes indeed definitely all right let's start straight away then with this left hand navigation and what that means so we've talked about it we've kind of gone over what that means we've kind of brought it into play a little bit but now we get to actually have a play around with it as it's now gone fully live um as we were talking pre-show beforehand um it definitely seems that it's not come live on any kind of quote-unquote live clients you already have but if you're going to create a brand new client then you will have the option to play around with it and if you go in that sample company at all you'll see that there's an option to see it there as well so let me bring it up on screen for us. It should be coming through, not on that one, on, give me a second, on that one. Fingers crossed, it's coming through. Oh no, I have permission issues. Give me a second. Let me share it on it. I've got a better idea. Let me share it 
to this screen here. And can you see that screen? You can't see that screen, can you? No, it doesn't come up at the moment, Aaron. <laughs> oh, this could be fun. Um, let me go and I might have to jump off and come back in again at this rate. Um, is there any chance you can share the the sample? Well, you're going to log into the sample company, Aaron. And uh, yeah, while well, I might just need to, it says I've got to restart Chrome, which I'm trying not to do. Get myself in there. Boss, while that's loading up, let me see if I can share my screen. But we have talked about it plenty of times, haven't we? We know what to expect. It's just nice to have a play around with it. There's a few kind of features in there which are quite cool. There's a, a, an opportunity for us to go in there and bookmark transactions. Um, I can see it's just come up on screen now. There we are. Uh... Yeah, so if anyone likes uh, to dabble with the sample company, um, so you can get there. If you're an accountant, you'd be able to go in there from your... Uh, gear icon from your accountants menu uh, and you'll have options to go into the sample company there if you're not an accountant and uh, or don't have an accountant account then you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash ukqb demo and if you are into the uh, sample company i'm just going to go to the gear icon and I can choose this option to switch to business view. So currently I'm in an accountant view. Now, if I choose to switch to the business view, my options down the left-hand side are going to change slightly. Just gives us a second or two while this uh, refreshes. So you can see my menus down the left uh, change considerably. So what I would normally have at the top would be sort of a dashboard and then banking and uh, customers, uh, supply or expenses. Uh, it's changed quite a bit. So what we can do, when you go into any of these sort of menus from the, from the left, you see the three little dots just to the right of those, you'll be able to customize that at that menu, which means you can basically bookmark it and put it to, your, um, to this lower section. Or you can just go straight into add a bookmark and then you can choose any one of these preferred shortcuts if you like. So if you use invoices a lot, you might want to put that in there and then bank, bank transactions. So if I just save those two, I've now got invoices and bank transactions as my, as my shortcut. So it's pretty neat, I think. And this is, uh, as far as I'm aware, Aaron, it's uh, user specific as well. So um, you can have three or four users of the same company, um, but they could all have different uh, menu options down the left-hand side. Yeah. I mean, my only concern about this view, I think that, you know, the way, the way it looks, I think there's some really good features in there, isn't there? It definitely, um, if you think about it from a user point of view and you were first using QuickBooks Online, there's definitely some bits on here that's really useful, isn't there? Like, probably does make a little bit more sense. But I think my only concern of it is certain places that new items have gone to. So if you go on there to bookkeeping, yeah, and you click into that that one there, the fact that now reconciles under experts, I don't know. What do you feel about that? It almost feels like the yeah, client should be reconciling. Um, 
Yeah, it's a strange. I must admit, because I've never, I've not been in uh, that deep into here yet, because it's not live on any of my uh, clients. It's a strange terminology, isn't it? Really, it um, is. to have experts, uh, experts, just to maybe contact your accountant. But yeah, yeah, so that is an odd one. So, um, yeah. I don't know what to say on that one. I'm a little bit stumped. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could, if you were like brand new to the software, you'd almost think like, oh, I best stay away from Reconcile because that's not, do you know what I mean? That's that's quite, quite an advanced feature. I should stay away from that. Um, whereas really, we want to be encouraging our clients to be using it all the time, don't we? Yeah. Okay, well, we've got, I'm mixing. I think that when I looked at this the other day, because we've got bookmark this page and then customize the menu. See, customize is exactly the same as bookmarking. It is, yeah. And um, I'm not sure why there's actually, well, I, I guess if we choose the option to bookmark, it will just go directly to bookmark. Um, whereas, yeah, you can then choose the other customized menu and, and select from within there. So, yeah, I'm 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 not hundred percent sure on the on the purpose of both of those within the same place. To be honest, but uh, I can sort of see maybe why they've done that. But yeah, I mean the idea of customizing the menu. Um, I don't think you can, but yeah, no. In fact, in fact, I know you can't. But it would be nice if you could create that customized menu as um, you could dictate the the num the the um order at which they appeared in that in that um bookkeeping because if you go now it's i don't know if it's alphabetical order but it, if you go to customize this menu yeah it's i was just trying, um i was just trying to work out get myself back to that, that menu. <laughs> yeah so i can see my after uh, my rules have appeared there yeah that what i tried to do the other day is it will drag and drop these up around and you can't do it uh, the only nice thing that i um I found is that if you wanted to change the order of this would be basically to remove them all and then put them back in in the order that you wanted so mm -hmm. if I wanted bank transactions to go first yep. so I could uh, customize this menu um, and take these ones out so I could add the bookmark and put in bank transactions where did I see it bank transactions so I probably save yep. that now, if I um, add another one, invoices, it will then come underneath. So it seems to be whatever is the order in which we put them is the order. Uh, is that the case, though? Because if you now add apps, which was the top of that list, doesn't apps go to the top of it? Um, so bring up that customization page again. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty well. I don't think so. I think it will just go underneath. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's good. So they, they seem to be added in the order in which you put them in, which is, is is great. But ideally, if you've got like ten in there, and you think, well, actually, no, I wish that one was up a bit. The only way you can do it is by taking them all out and then putting them back in again. But what this does give you a chance to do in workflows for clients, isn't it? So you could put it in there that you know. Oh, if you could just go down this list for me. So do the bank transaction first, then into invoices, then check your apps like you've got on that screen. That could be quite a nice little use case for what you come to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And hopefully, I don't know how many how many menus will fit within there. I mean, what'd you say? I don't know, ten. You shouldn't really need many more than ten. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, yeah. So the other slight downside to this one is that as an accountant, we can't use it because there's certain views we don't get now. Um, as an example, overviews not there, and uh, performance centers not there either. So. As oh, unless we switch back to the accountant view, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. which is fine because this is designed for the client, isn't it? So that's yeah. that's what that's for. So we we can understand why it's there or why it's not there, but that's just an, an, an something to remember, really, if you are using this. Um, but what what view do you think you're going to be doing going forward? You can stick to your accountant view or go to the business view. Um, I'll, I'll probably just stick with what I'm what I'm using. Um, if I, I mean, I don't do that much sort of uh, consultation uh, work now with clients because I've, you know, I've got my app that I concentrate on. But yep. I think that uh, should I sort of do ever help someone, then I would be you know, recommend that they use this, yeah, so that they get it. They, you know, they can lay it out, you know, as they would prefer, because you know we we all know all businesses are different. Um, and you know, some will only want three or four options in a menu, and they'll have them all there, easy for them to get to, and not have to worry which ones they need to use. So I think that's great. Yeah, definitely. And like I've I've been training people on this one now, so I've had a couple of consultations with clients who have they're America, so they they I think they moved over maybe a couple of months ago now. Um, and at first, it was really jarring for me to kind of be like, uh, "Can you go here?" And you almost you're a bit apprehensive about it because it's almost like you're losing credibility because you don't even know where the report section is, for example, because now reports is all the way at the top when we're used to it to be at the bottom, so for example. Yeah. Um, but once you got used to it from a client's point of view, you can definitely see the thinking you can, it, you know, it's so much more intuitive for them. And that's the whole point of this, isn't it? Is to make yeah. it easier for them to use. So I, I, I do like it. I'm just trying my best to try and figure out like almost dual fit like understand both of them just so i can jump in quickly and, and use either or yeah i think um the next step should be <laughs> renaming these but the thing that <laughs> will anyone know where to go if someone's renamed it something completely different <laughs> that's, your problem, that, that's probably yeah. the you know what somebody calls um you know a bill and we call it a per someone asked what we call it a purchase invoice and you're looking for bills and you can't buy them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe that push a bit too far. Yeah, so perhaps they won't allow the renaming because the the confusion when you try to help someone could be uh, quite difficult. And I'll yeah. stop sharing my screen. And then just just also just just a quick one on that one. In the American one, the most confusing thing out of all is they have uh, well, they don't call it bookkeeping; they call it live bookkeeping because they've got that extra that extra feature of the live bookkeeping module. Um, and then they have bank. Uh, on your left-hand panel so it go, comes just below business overview and it says bank and for me like my first thing was oh all the banking information must be in there nope that's your actual you know quickbooks bank area that's what that's designed to be so yeah that obviously will come well may possibly come to the uk at some point when we get that whole quickbooks bank um operational but that is really really confusing when it does come yeah cool Cool. Nice one. All right. Awesome. What's uh, next on the agenda? 
Uh, I think the next one we've got to talk about is the the new transfer. Oh, of course, of course. Now, fingers crossed we are sharing screens. No problem whatsoever now. Yes. All right, awesome. Okay, so it's all down to this little area here. So can you see this new bit here saying paired to another transaction? Is that coming through clearly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. All right, so what's happened here is we've got a bank transfer in a whole new way and a whole new UI that's been dealt with it. So if you remember how bank transfers originally worked or how they're working currently, if you've not got the update, then what will happen is that you will go to record a transfer, you will then post it into record a transfer, then you have to go back into the other transaction and then you're hoping that it matches and you can match it and you don't have any duplications. Because the biggest problem about transfers is if you don't do it correctly, you can put the both into them, duplicate it up, and it causes a right mess when it comes to reconciling your bank. And like, I would say one of the most re or one of the reasons why people get their bank unreconciled and out of sync is transfers. It's one of the highest ones, isn't it, Ash? That causes people problems. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Yeah. So the idea of this is to try and simplify that as much as possible, and it's the it's the idea that we're still in the full review section, so we've not added anything at this point. But it's looking in this full review for this bank account. And if I jump into the other bank account, it's looking at that one as well. Um, although it's just flipped over. If I put it back to record a transfer, it's looking at that one as well. And it's trying to match the two transactions. And the idea is, is if I record this as a transfer now and add this, then it's going to put them both in at the same time. It's paired the transaction for you so that they're there. So... If I, I'll, I'll keep this one because there's only one transaction on there. Let's go back to the other one and I go in it and I press the add button just here or record transfer. Both will give me the same result. And I go back to my other one. You'll notice that that transaction has been added also. Yeah. So the extra bit is that adding of the transaction as well. What do you think of that, Ash? Yeah, no, that is great because that I have come across that a lot um, with the company that I help. If they don't, if the, if the bookkeeper doesn't fully understand, um, you know, what's gone on or if there's been, you know, they might have uploaded the transactions one day and then there's been some sort of timing issue between doing them. And it's even though they should perfectly match, um, they have often just gone in and added something again. And it's like you say, it's always been there's always been there's one transaction that has to be undone to reconcile it again because it's all gone out of kilter yeah yeah i think um i think it needed a, a long oh it's always needed an overhaul hasn't it the whole transferring system i think in principle it works and like like for me and you when we've gone through and we've gone through it properly and we we get the you know the process to complete it then actually it's not the end of the world is it we could get through it and we do it but as you've just said there, when people aren't 100% sure of the of, of how to do a transfer and the impact of it and everything else, that's where we get getting issues. Um, the only one slight problem we have on this one is just like as we have in the current issue, unless you say record a transfer, so if QuickBooks is, is thinking that this isn't a transfer and it hasn't automatically put that record a transfer option there, yeah. it doesn't come up with your new functionality. And there's no way, unless unless you know, there's no way of us making that a trans. Like, 
from a rule point of view, we can't put the rule to just record as transfer. It doesn't quite have that effect, does it? Not auto add at least. It won't, it won't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So people can still trip up a little bit if they don't look at things properly. Yeah, if they don't use... Because when it comes to QuickBooks learning and QuickBooks understanding what to do, and, you know, this is the learning process it does. I don't know if it's just on this particular kind of client or the ones I've been dealing with, but it doesn't always remember to record a transfer. If we've chosen a record a transfer, it doesn't seem to remend, remember that if we undo it or if another transaction comes in. So that's probably something just to keep an eye on. It doesn't Yeah, I, I don't think it ever... I think it always defaults to categorise, thinking about it, Aaron. Is that when you know the one company that I help a lot? They have a lot of transfers between into companies, yeah. and every single time I have to hit transfer because I want to transfer because I don't want the VAT to you know boxes to appear. So that is always going to be the box that I use. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, yeah, okay, yeah. Perhaps you could create a rule in some instances, probably not an automated one. Maybe if you if we create a you know, uh, just a rule without the auto add. At least yeah. it might ping it into a into that box into this view for your release, yeah. so that then you can you can pair it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and I don't know if this is new or if it's just something I'm just never spotted. But if I do add the transaction and go and view the transaction, the nice thing is up here it's automatically added your two banking matches there as well can't remember if it always did that but that's that's a nice nice feature to have no i can't i think it would only show the one before i thought that yeah yeah so yeah. that that works quite nice i think and that that makes sense like we can't double count now it's both transactions have been matched to here everyone can see how that's worked yeah um, and that's clean and tidy isn't it yeah yeah no, that's, a nice, that's a nice touch that is uh there is further news on this as well if i can just bring it up um oh i didn't uh, save it so if you um if you do some research into this um again we were talking before the uh, before we went live do some research into this into the into the american product they did announce this as a a feature coming in fact i think i remember where it is actually uh let me bring that one up but they released it as a feature coming and they gave us a little tease as to what to expect in the future as well so if i just press this one and go there you'll see that the, they were talking about how this new feature it's a little bit different their ui to what we've got so again i don't think it's the same solution i think it's kind of We've had our, you know, looks like they've developed it or they've updated the UI that they had on this tease here on this uh, post. Um, but they're basically saying very similar to ours, how they're going to have that one record found. You match it, it's going to post both ends. But the interesting bit is all about this bit here. So coming soon, automation, um, when there's high confidence, QuickBooks Online will automatically match deposit process by QuickBooks Payments. This could save you up to two hours per month. Um, and then there's a flexibility that there'll be an auto, the option to turn off auto matching. So I imagine you'll click your little um, list cog and you'll have the option there to turn that off there. So looks like future's bright for matching by the looks of it. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah, nice one. Awesome. Definitely gonna, yeah, that definitely just that makes it a lot easier and a lot slicker 
yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, they're the sort of things that we want. We we definitely like to see, don't we? Ways in which we can make things easier for ourselves. All right, Ash, what's uh, what's next on the agenda? So there's the default expense category against the supplier. I think it's been there in, in there a little while, but just in case anyone's uh, missed it, it's worth taking a quick uh, butcher's at. Definitely, definitely. Let me uh, bring one up just to show everyone where that is. Back on screen. So like um, like Ash has been saying, it, it it was here when the update of the UI came for the new supplier. So if people remember it and, and, and remember seeing this, that when you press new supply now, we're getting this more kind of compact layout, isn't it? It's a much more um, cleaner UI, isn't it? And it, it's easier to probably see. It doesn't take up the whole screen, um, which we liked at the time. And we, we mentioned when it when it went live, this is a good quite a nice little addition but one of the extra bits that come through is this area just here which gives us an opportunity to choose the default expense category now ash why do you think they've introduced this one is there any other software company out there that might have this sort of feature that you can think of uh, well i can't remember i think i was um oh nearly said i was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar but no it wasn't that i was working <laughs> I was working for a company. I think it was in two thousand and one, and I was using <laughs> I was using Sage Desktop, and uh, yeah, it was a default um, nominal category against the supplier code. So it's been there a little while, yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got it in QuickBooks now, which is handy. So it, yeah. it's, a, it's it's a nice little extra tool. Um, yeah, I mean. It's not life changing, um, but it is it is sort of useful. So if you've got it in there, I suppose if you're not using one of the other automation features that you can have in your company settings, you know, the remember the last bill that you put on for a particular supplier, uh, which would do the same thing anyway. Uh, but if you have got that in there, at least you go and you know, create the bill for the supplier. It's going to ping up what it should go on or what it usually goes on un under. Yeah. So it, it's it's handy. It's a good it's a it's a it's a good one. I haven't seen it yet and I'm pretty sure that it's not the case, but you can't upload this, can you? This isn't part of your ad vendors and ad suppliers. Doesn't give you that option, does it? In the import list. Um I don't think so. Um it might be worth check. It might be worth actually at some point having a little test of that. The only reason I say that because I know my own in our our own software, um, we'd forgotten just to put on the template one of the headings. Yeah. But actually, I was able to go in and import something, and it did it anyway. So <laughs> uh, it worked. You know, so even though sometimes you don't always see the see the column that you want, if you sort of know what that field should be sometimes yeah. you, can up, you can upload it um it's worth like a, little a nice, little, nice little hack if we can pick that one out but yeah by looks of it though um that feature's there um and again it, it's definitely because of people requesting it from from other software isn't it but that's it's good to see it's good to see that being brought in yeah that's no, that's a useful one awesome awesome yeah so we're, we're happy with that one uh what's next ash so uh, it's when we request um, information from a client. So something isn't quite as the client may expect it. 
Yeah, this is um, an unfortunate one, but this is just, you know, just how it is. In fact, the easiest thing for me to do is just quickly add a transaction. Uh, what month are we in here? We're in March 22. So if I do an expense and I do, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, computer running costs. And let's say it's £100, but we had that on it for 20%. And it was March, wasn't it, that I needed it in? Put it through from there. Uh, oh, in fact, no, I can't put running costs. Let's put categorize, or it's not going to turn up. Uh, categorize expense, save, and close. So, in oh. in this case, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to push it into our um, accounting review area, as it's done here. And what we're going to want to do at this point, and, and talk to our client about this point, is we want to ask them a question, and we want to like bring this to their attention so how do we do that well remember we now have that new ask client feature just here so slickly from this screen and we love this this is a great great feature but just be careful because if i ask my client of of this question now i'm going to press ask client i'm going to say i've got questions about your categories i need to know uh, what these transactions are we're asking for the hundred pound here not the 120 not the gross amount and we found this has caught, in our case, this has caught some clients out because they're obviously looking through their bank accounts. They're looking for a £100 transaction when it isn't a £100 transaction that, that it was. It's the 120 because it's the net. Now, I suppose in fairness, uncategorized um, expense, I suppose I shouldn't have been claiming the VAT on it. So maybe that's the reason for it. But at the same time, I think that people need to realize that this is the net transaction that's going to be asked and not the gross. What do you think, Tash? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a fair point on on both of those. I thought now we know that that's, um, uh, that is the case. The, the, the text that appears at the top, I need to know these transactions, is that, can we change that default? We can't change the default, unfortunately, but we can type what we need to type in here. Oh, uh, right, yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it's a shame that if, it, if the, you know, a quick fix would have been any values will exclude VAT if they've been, if it's been entered. Um, so at least, you know, if you're advising the client and they think, oh, yeah, that's excluding that, you know, as posted from the bank. Um yeah, you know, if if it is an uncategorized transaction and no one knows what it is and there's no receipt attached, then yeah, there shouldn't be any VAT on it. So maybe a little tip for your bookkeepers out there um, when you're coding your uncategorized transactions without a VAT receipt, code it to NOVAT. Uh, and then this be all, you won't go far wrong then. <laughs> When you are sending that request to your client, asking what it's for, because there is no VAT receipt, they'll have the right value. <laughs> exactly right. And, and in fairness, you can kind of understand why or how this has slipped through, isn't it? Because in America, they wouldn't have this problem. Like they don't have the net versus gross as such, do they? So, and, uh, and oh, I don't know. Do they not, do they, yeah, they do have sales tax. I don't know whether it's... Um, yeah, but they don't have quite purchase tax the same way yeah, you do, do we? So it, quite the same. Their systems don't need to worry about net versus gross because this isn't the first time that this has happened. So, yeah, yeah it's it's just one of those. But I think it's more to be aware of. Um, and also, while we're here, just thought about it, I don't know if we showed the other end of it. And it, it's a really slick interface, actually, and it 
real good um, kudos to to the way it looks because if I just show you the client side of it and I bring it up the right one, I think it's this one, and I show you the my accountant and I show you um, going in for this one. So, um, oh, it's not come through. Okay, that's a shame. But let's just show you this the, this one here. In fact, let me show you one of the closed one that might be easier. Oh, no, that one there. Um, the actual interface that the client sees is actually quite nice. So I don't know if we showed this last time or not, but this here is the the screen they see. So if you think about it, what this is intended for, this is intended for you to be asking a client about a particular transaction. Well, that client may never actually interact with QuickBooks other than to maybe see a report or two or, or whatever it's going to be. They may never see those transaction pages that we're used to. So what yeah. QuickBooks has done is they've generated like a more user-friendly transaction view for it. So I think this is really, really nice because from a client's point of view, it gives them the information they need, doesn't it? It's, oh, it's this, it's that, it's this information, it's that. Then they press next and it's this and they can see why did you make this trans? You know, um, in this case, I've already answered it, but the questions normally asked there are, you know, what the category was or, or have you got any information for it? And it, it keeps it nice and clean and tidy. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I do like that. When So originally, they'll, they'll receive the email first and then click on the link and then take them to that previous page. And take them to here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, because you can imagine it, the like the traditional, um, uh, what's it called, the traditional kind of transaction view, that just popped up at them. They might be a little bit confused over what they're looking at and what it means and everything else. But here, I think it's presented in quite a nice way for them, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then you get this nice little, uh, I, I don't know if we showed you this last time or not, but we get this nice little area here where you can see what's answered, what's not, yeah. the comments you might have back and forth with your accountant sort of idea. Um, and then you get the option to look at the documents as well. Uh, if you want to upload some documents not relating to this one, you can go in from there. So, yeah, it's quite nice. Quite works quite nice. Um, so the only thing, oh, um, if if there are multiple, you know, if they've got if you've got questions on about like six or seven entries, yeah. they, they will receive six or seven emails, won't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 So they can go from there. Um, this is that transaction we actually sent in, and again, that's just highlighting that it was supposed to be a hundred twenty pound transaction. Yeah. They're being told about hundred, so just be aware again i think it is designed because of the fact that uh we put it through um it's interesting as well here that it's described what you brought and why it's not well, i don't know do we want them to pick a category from here for you or how would you how, what what information would you want back from a client at this point it, is it right to have like a just a a box of you fill it in or, or would you want them to go through a list and pick a category and say yeah that category works um yeah, it's a good point. Um, I guess for for speed, if you you know as um, as the as the the business user, they might not necessarily know what the correct category is anyway. I'll give you an example. Someone I was chatting to a friend of mine last week um, uh, with his son, and they're on about you know creating a um, a music school. 
and they said, oh, we, we might have some vending machines in there, which will we'll rent. She goes, um, will we put those under rent? And I said, no, they're going to go under equipment rental because you're going to have rent for your premises and you'll have equipment rental for anything that you, you know, lease and that sort of stuff. Uh, right, I didn't realise there was two different categories for that. So if they just saw rent or, you know, if they didn't know the, what the differences were, and they, you know, they might use the wrong category anyway. So it's probably best um, for them just to say what it is and it comes back to us and we would make sure it goes in the right place. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Because it take yeah, because it gives us the chance to make that decision, doesn't it? They've told us what it is, and we'll go from there. Yeah, no, no, that does make sense. Um, but what you have done though is the idea then that you could then upload the document for it if you need to, put some other comments in, and go from there. So yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, cool. Cool, nice, awesome. All right, um, yeah, I, I. I, lo I, lo I love this feature. I think when it was first announced, it's kind of music to our ears a little bit, wasn't it? It was kind of, it was what the work feature should always have been. You remember back in the day when we used to try and force work on, on the, this is a great idea. This, this is how it works. It's yeah. It just makes it easier for us to all kind of work with. So awesome. Awesome. All right. Okay, cool. Um, I've just noticed that we had a comment in from Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Uh, also, Charlie, fantastic video t uh, this week with Johan. That was a brilliant video on uh, work papers and um, work papers and bookkeeping review. That was a great, uh, great video. So yeah, keep up the good work on that one. Um, but yeah, bringing up, does the supply default nominal code work from the bank feed too? So that interacts with the nominal ledger, doesn't it? So if you go in there and say, I don't know, BT should be telephone, for example, and you do it from there, um, oh no, no, sorry, no, no. That's going to be just the VAT, isn't it? It's just the VAT that goes for the nominal ledger. So if you said your telephone, your telephone was twenty percent, that's going to go to your BT uh, to the telephone from there. Don't think it updates it, does it? Because out of all the stuff I found, I've not seen a single one of those that's actually been generated as a default from there. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, yeah, I see what exactly what Charlie's saying. Because if we enter a bill, it, yeah, we enter a bill, it goes straight to telecoms if you enter an expense from the expense screen it should go straight to telecoms so from the bank theory tells me we're creating an expense from the bank feed so if we put in bt it should put put it in whether it does or not i don't know i've not managed to test it i've never seen it i've never seen that box have anything in it unless you physically do it so i don't think the default nominal code area gets updated from anything other than you physically doing it oh no i think what what charlie means is if if we've gone into if we've gone into the supplier yeah for british telecom oh, supplier, yeah. we put in telecoms and then we create an entry from the bank feed and we put in british telecom sorry yeah does it does it they think oh yeah british telecom is you know should be telephone because that's what's in the supplier account. Does it do it? That may, yeah, I see exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it should do, but I've not managed sure. to test it myself. So, mm. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one, but yeah, it should do, shouldn't it? Because yeah, sorry, I was thinking it was a way around. You know how you get that pop up saying, "Oh, you keep putting twenty percent to uh, BT uh, to telephone." So, do you want to put that as uh, as your default going forward? Unfortunately, you don't get that, do you? 
because that would be nice that if it you know if you kept putting a bill in for this particular supply and it was always rent for example yeah and let's set the default to rent going forward that that makes sense doesn't it but yeah, yeah. now it doesn't seem to have that two-way connection but as charlie said there yeah no no um one to test i think i think that's definitely something we can we can test and bring in um Ash, what's next? What's next on the agenda? Uh, oh, recertification, I believe. Yeah. Yes, big news, big news, big news. So, uh, have you got the dates there, Ash? Um, do you want to go through and, and and talk about this one, and um, I'll jump in while I'm actually figuring out if um, Charlie's theory is right or not. So, I do believe that the recertification sort of webinars. Uh, I don't have an exact date for those. Should kick in towards the end of this month, but with the examination for recertification being open um, uh, between the 4th of May and Sky, is that Star Wars Day? Uh, May the 4th hey. and um, the 30th of June. So it's usually look at a, a, an eight week window um, to get your recertification uh, completed in that time. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to help do any of the courses because I'm uh, gallivanting around the place and moving house and doing lots of things. So I'm up to my neck and stuff. But adult it, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Being an but, adult. Uh, you'll be well in there, Aaron, I'm sure. Um, uh, getting, yeah. those, getting those courses uh, ready. Yeah, it's um, one of the things I think this year that uh, made me chuckle was that I don't know if you remember last year, but the actual recertification came on a on a bank holiday. I think it fell, um, but they decided to change it this year because uh, when um, when they went to check to make sure everyone was working and they they woke up early to do the checks and everything, they went in there and they were like, "Oh, we've already had a submission," and that was me. So <laughs> they thought I don't have to be there on bank holiday work to go in and get my first submission in this year. So yeah, now I thought it was pretty pretty funny that they've decided to change it from. Uh, uh, from from bank holiday Monday or, or bring it forward, which is nice. Um, but it's this time round though, it's going to be exactly the same as previous year in terms of we're going to be looking back and looking at the functionality. And I think at first we were a bit hesitant, maybe um, that that maybe possibly that there was going to be a um, um, that that there wasn't going to be enough content to cover. But actually, when you look back at the year, there's been a lot of content but they've just been smaller like increments um that, that's come through and not that big because i think if you think about it to the previous year we had those big areas like cash flow forecasting and the year before projects and all this and the other we've not had a new like major feature but there's been enough extra increments that have get kind of given us enough to enough to talk about which is good to see yeah, nice. Yeah, as so, well. Yeah, the year before we had the receipt snap as well, didn't we? Um, exactly. The, yeah, the major, um, major tool with us that we went through in recertification. But yeah, with the other things that we've got, your month end review and your bookkeeping review, your working papers, and all the other things that are useful for accountants, then they should know how to use those tools. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm. Look, I think it's a. I think it'll be a good recertification this year, and and you know it's um it's always good to kind of look back and look at all those features. And like we do here, there's always times when we kind of miss 
this even even when we've been going through and looking at looking at the past year, we're like, oh yeah, that did that did drop, and yeah, that sort of thing. So it is a it is useful that one. Um, quick live test of Charlie's. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Let's bring on the other one. Quick live test of Charlie's theory, just to see if it does work or doesn't work. I've just quickly added Amazon to the uh, office expenses. So in theory, if I now jump into the bank screen on screen now. Then the idea would be if I choose, say, this one, and I select the customer to be Amazon, we should move from light and heat to. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but that's what we were expecting, wasn't it? We were expecting that to move yeah. to office expenses. Oh, so there's one thing you can't always guarantee. Oh, that's not a sample company, though, is it? That's your. Uh, yeah, I've just live, added. Yeah, yeah, one of your live companies. Yeah, so if you were, if I jump in and go to. Um, uh, the edit Amazon. I've just put Office Admin as the default for that one. So. Yeah. But if you create a bill, can you just just uh, just <laughs> just for just just for work. curiosity? Brilliant. Is that remembering your setting from your other pre preferred options? It must have done. So I've got here, yeah, my last one there from Amazon, I bet was uh, computer running costs. So maybe... Uh, one override. If you turn the other feature off, just for our own curiosity, let's see if it uh, will affect um, the bill and maybe the bank thing as well. Because perhaps it gets a bit confused. I don't know what to do. Good idea. I don't know whether to thinking. <laughs> what it says in the other setting or in this one. So I click yeah. Amazon. Office oh, admin. Okay. Admin, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have yeah. to turn that feature. It's good to know. We can tick that one off. Yeah. And then if I jump into my banking area and let's choose BG services, it'll be fine. Let's put that to Amazon. Wait. Do it that way okay that's fine but yeah yeah i suppose the the nice thing is you've got rules here haven't you so not necessarily the most important thing that happens there but yeah, yeah but i think it's a very good point that charlie brought up because re uh, really if you've set that as a default i'm nitpicking but if i've set that as a default i don't expect it to come in there as a default definitely definitely 100%. so um just a note to uh intuit perhaps um we need to just let them know. Perhaps we need to let Katie know. Um, and we know they listen. So, you know, yeah. heed our warning. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Don't just do it in one place. Make sure it's in the other place. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. All right. I've, uh, I, when I had to go in, I've lost private chat completely. So, what's next on the agenda, Ash? All right. So, um, over oh, statutory accounts. Oh, yes. Now, again, Apologies if we've gone through this before, but me and um, Ash were talking about it. I don't think we have looked at it in any detail. But as part of the um, books to tax, uh, books to tax, yeah, books to tax feature, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I keep getting it mixed up, keep getting it the wrong way around. But part of that is that the idea of moving or generating a corporation tax return within QuickBooks Online is that they want to be utilizing work papers to do basically all of the let's convert from management accounts to statutory accounts and go from there, which makes sense. That's what it's designed for. Works really well. And part and parcel of that is their statutory accounts tool. So if I've gone through my work papers, I've put my documents in, I've put my review and adjust in there. I've then got to the figures that are now ready to file to, uh, to company's house. 
um, I can generate statutory accounts directly from here. Now we can't file them yet, but the idea would be that this is what will get filed at some point. But if I just press run report down here, I do have the option for statutory accounts just there. If I click on statutory accounts, it's going to generate those accounts. And I'm going to, have to move my screen around, aren't I? Share. It generates these. And from here, you can add your logo just here by deleting that and putting your own logo in. Um, it's come up with a name, QB Labs, for me. So that's good. Um, it says it's micro entity, but more on that in a moment. Then we've got contents page, officers, director report for you to fill in these little bits here and the director name, accountants report where you fill in these bits here, um, income statement, balance sheet, those financial reports, and a lead sheet schedule. Ash, what do you think to these um, statutory accounts? Um, yeah, um, they're. I well, I mean, I suppose I've got to say I don't. I don't really need this sort of thing as much uh, these days myself. This is an, an accountant-only tool, isn't it? So your yes. end, the end users don't get it. So, no. um, yeah, I think it's a. I think it's an. Uh, an uh, it's a nice touch. What I would say is that I think it would, you know, it needs a, you know, if it was to be used, it would need a lot, lot, lot more work doing to it. Yeah. Because if, if I'm, if, if I'm looking at what I've used in the past for creating, you know, accounts and tax returns, like, you know, Iris, um, even VT, you know, before that, when I worked in a practice, I had VT, VT yep. accounts editor. Then yep. we moved over to Iris when I was in, I worked in a practice and I've used tax filer and the functionality and the default settings. And, you know, Aaron, you've used all these tools is that, you know, you make sure all of these things are in place. And then when you actually hit like prepare accounts, there's loads of warnings that pop up in place if things aren't quite as they are. You know, you return retained earnings don't doesn't balance, and there is so much that I would just be very careful if I was into it and I was releasing any of this stuff if it was not absolutely spot bang on and does some. You know, I I don't know. I I'm just a little bit. You know, you've got to be very careful. I think that you've got a fantastic bookkeeping tool, bookkeeping program. It really yep. works really, really well. It does absolutely everything you want to do, reconciles the bank, you know, what you need in terms of, you know, great bookkeeping functionality. When you're moving into this accounts preparation functionality, when there are so many accounting software providers that do this, exceptionally well you know i just wonder you got i don't know i'm, I'm just sort of thinking out loud a little bit I, yeah, but, yeah. but i i think is it good as a as a maybe as a draft you know because you can do something very quickly and just get a draft set of accounts this is what it looks like and if you're happy with that you know but in terms of having things that are going to be ready to submit to what 
to corporation tax and HMRC. I think it will need a lot of additional functionality embedded in. I don't know how how far they're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, and and it also depends on, uh, and, and this will then, you know, depend on the, the user. So you're going to get some user, you know, if you've got a, a, a firm which has got a, quite a few people in it, you're going to have different levels of knowledge and different, you know, of experience of you know, creating a, a set of accounts, creating a tax return. Some of these software packages, um, you don't need as much knowledge as others because literally yeah. you can put in the boxes, you know, roughly what you think should go in there. But if you've done something slightly wrong, the software is pretty much going to correct you. Yeah. Or in some um, cases, add, add, add the note you need. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've not put, you know, you've, you've missed the director's loan note off or something. Hmm. Uh, and the, I don't know, these things are, you know, for me, if I was still doing accounting, are vitally important. And also, if I'm doing accounting on my own and I don't have the backup of a large team and I'm sort of, you know, you, you sort of think, you know, I'm not quite sure whether that's right or wrong and I don't have someone to, else to talk to, but, the, I, but I am really confident that the software is doing that accounts and tax return exactly as it should be. Then I'm, I'm happier. So yeah, I think it's a good start. And you know, that, you know, I hate to sort of like dumb down these things, but I, I am, you know, slightly, you know, skeptical on, you know, what comes, you know, what comes next, without a lot more input. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, aren't you? I mean, we we've talked about it before about how. The whole QuickBooks uh, books to tax option is a good thing. Like I, I'm all for it. I think it's a good idea to have that option to have an end-to-end -end solution. Is it going to replace it for every practice out there? No, it never will do, will it? There, some practices will always opt to have a another solution that can connect to all their accounting solutions, and we've had that discussion before. But I think for this to work and for this to take off at all, there has to be a better way of generating these accounts, hasn't it? You know, there's got to be a way that, you know, a checkbox here, a tick box here, so that when I press that generate button, I shouldn't have to make any adjustments to this piece of paper or this document that's here. Yeah. Because if I am, I'm at risk then, aren't I? Because maybe I'll remember to do it the first time, but what if there's a small adjustment to make and I, I adjust it for the client, press do it i do all my adjustments and i forget to do one little bit i'm that that to me is way too much risk for me to ever be able to use this solution isn't it yeah i think the i'm, I'm always sli slight i get slightly anxious when uh when something like um you know sets of accounts yeah ends up in excel yeah because going back to the days when i used to, and did you ever use vt transactions or VT yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You could create, you could, you know, in like the edit area, you could sort of edit some of the values, you know, so you might say, oh, I need to make an adjustment, put, you know, hundred pounds in bad debts. But if I didn't refresh, do like a, ref uh, uh, like a reset, or like a expand and collapse refresh thing, 
although it's in, was in my workings, it wouldn't update the 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 PL, the accounts. So the balances would be right. But if I looked at my profit and loss detail, I wouldn't see bad debts unless I, you know, basically clicked, you know, expand and collapse again, and then oh, it would pop up. Mm. Um, you know, on it would be very easy on that sort of Excel sheet to, you know, override a figure or hide a row. Um, and I and I've, I I saw some accounts last year when I was I was uh, helping somebody, and I was trying to go through everything. And I thought, well, look, these don't make any sense because they don't add up. Now, the, the balance sheet is about, has got a balance, but if, if I added up all the debtors and creditors, they don't come to the balance. And I thought, <laughs> they, I thought they, I bet they've used VT and have put values in somewhere, but it's not actually come, it's not been made visible. Um, and these, this, these are the sort of things I would be a little bit concerned about, you know, anything that ends up in, in Excel. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, and and like for them to be able to get to the point where they have to or they want to submit the corporation tax return, they're going to have to do some form of account solution, aren't they? That's got to be yeah. part and parcel of it. Um, so they're going to have to keep developing this, or or, or however else they're going to go down it. But yeah, we we can't have these like spaces for us to fill bits in and stuff like that. That just that just won't won't work for us, and and also. Uh, hate to be picky but this isn't a micro entity set of accounts because we've got an income accounts <laughs> statement here and we've got a balance sheet here full and all this that and the other so yeah unfortunately this isn't um you know from a statutory point of view it's not correct from a usability point of view it's also not correct as well so yeah unfortunately a bit of a bit of a work in progress i think and i know it's not the finished article what this is useful for at the moment though and what we've been using it for is we generate these accounts and these form a really good um, way for us to compare against what our statutory accounts are. So if we ever want to kind of look at the two of them, we can kind of see, oh, those figures go to here, those figures go to there, those figures go to here. Yeah. And that's useful. That's a really good um, good use case for them. Um, but, you know, we, we, we went through, didn't we, um, a couple of months back where you brought in um, TaxFiler, I bought in Capium. You know, it's so easy these days to move from bookkeeping to you know your your end result it you know it it for us it's gonna we're gonna need a lot more than this to even test it because it's you know from a timing point of view and everything else goes for it cool awesome uh what else was there on that Ooh, one oh, crikey oh yeah i think we could probably squeeze one more in squeeze one more in awesome which one what we got well um the cubio network brilliant Brilliant, 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 brilliant. So this is more of a tin hat sort of scenario where we get to think about what the future of QuickBooks is going to be um, and what um, comes about it. But basically, there was this really awesome article that was put out, um, and they're calling it the QuickBooks Business Network, and it's a new service for QuickBooks Online customers. And the whole idea of it is to simplify administration tasks. It's about making sure that if you do, if you have two QuickBooks licenses and one invoices the other, then the idea is they should talk to one another and that information should be shared. This whole blockchain technology, this whole bringing it in. Um, I know Zero already has that functionality, so it's definitely something that we uh, we kind of expect to see coming through. But it, it's definitely going to be something that I think is going to be really, really useful. 
And a part of me feels like at some point, maybe this is mandatory in terms of like MTD and everything else. It, you know, if you if you think like ten years down the line, sort of idea, that's where MTD wants to be, isn't it? That's the whole point. We're, we're kind of getting the the groundwork, if you like, and we're starting to build our ways up there. So, what do you think to that, Ash? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great feature, um, and it's. Yeah, like you say, with Make It Touch Digital, with, you know, bank fees, open banking, everybody talking to each other, you know. And, and at the moment, yeah, it's, um, you know, QuickBooks talking to QuickBooks. You know, perhaps we all ought to be open and be in a nice lovey-dovey world and have QuickBooks talking to Zero and Zero talking to Sage and Sage talking to QuickBooks. So if you send a, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your a bookkeeping platform is um because everyone likes different things but in an ideal world if you're using any one of those and you email you know it would be nice just to, if it just go Bong, oh yeah i've just gone straight into my supplier and there i'm owing you know that person money without me even having to do anything that is your sort of that's like magic it's you know? dystopia isn't it yeah definitely. yeah it is like you, you sort of think because that, that is the, you know, that would be like gold, wouldn't it? Because you literally, without even having to do any bookkeeping at all, you just open QuickBooks and you're looking at your unpaid supplier list and you think, oh, I didn't realise I owed, you know, Jack Smith 500 quid. And then you click on the, and then you click on him and you think, oh, yeah, he did come round and he fixed my boiler last week. So now I know he, he did say he was going to email me the invoice and it's already there. And it's already got the attachment there. You know, that would be like, if you're reaching that sort of level, I'm sorry for all the bookkeepers there. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm not, um, you know, sort of taking your work away from you. But, uh, yeah, well, that, that's when, you know, and, and we've been saying this since 2000 and, like, 2008 when I started, you know, with QuickBooks. Oh, we started helping training QuickBooks that, you know, even then they were saying, you know, all these accounting services, it's all going to change and it's all going to be about advisory. Yeah. It's always going to be advisory, 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 all of the, the stuff that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis is going to diminish. So that's why we've always said, well, you won't need to look at doing different services you know they are value-added services that's what it's all about isn't it it's trying to sort of think of different ways how you can help your client you know, yeah. are they are they um have, have they got the best overdraft deal have they got the best business loan you know are they spending too much on this so instead of just literally you know putting invoices on the system you're reviewing your you know you're reviewing what's in your client's PL and thinking oh well you know perhaps you might be able to do something a little bit better there or you're holding so much stock that's why you've got an overdraft facility so you need to try and get rid of some of that yeah you know it's stuff yeah but, you know, yeah i'm sort of going off on a tangent like i normally do um but yeah i mean we're talking sort of like mind-blowing you know accounting i love it but is it all that dystopia? I mean, the technology is pretty much there in other, I mean, that's what Bitcoin is all about, isn't it? That, you know, everyone keeps bringing up cryptocurrency and everything else. It's the blockchain 
the technology is already there. It's just a case we've got to find a way to adapt it to this sort of scenario where actually it's going to be really, really useful for everyone. So, yeah. And, and you know, on your point about the fact that your business advisory work and everything else, well, if we did have this sort of technology and it was all dystopia and everything we just kind of went in, well, that means that when we are doing advisory work, we've got the best possible data to work with. So we know it's right. We know it's correct. How many times have you kind of looked at someone's accounts and gone, I think I know this is right, but I'm not 100% confident this, this is even correct yeah. so you know it's yeah. going to take it that even, even as we're talking my mind is like filling out with information you know what we what there needs to be is like some sort of hub in fact maybe um zapier could you perhaps could be able to do this sort of stuff with zapier but if you think if you've got um you know a file if you've got you know companies that are using zero companies that are using sage companies that are using quickbooks and you've got connections in place and they come in and so and you set up a rule and says if I receive an email from this person, then treat that email as a invoice into that software and add yeah. that attachment. If you've got those sort of things in place, I, I, I need to do some investigating because it, <laughs> it must be. I'm, I'm sure that you could probably set that up actually yeah, uh, yeah. With, with several Zapier connections. Um, so again, yeah, so bookkeepers could you know that's where bookies could actually make their money by setting connections up for people yeah and not actually having maintaining to do those connections isn't it it's more of a you're almost a system manager a system architect as opposed to a bookkeeper at that point aren't you but you know the you need to still know that the vat's been treated correctly and everything else and that sort of stuff isn't it yeah yeah absolutely yeah. So yeah, yeah, so then yeah, like it's, it's again, it's a case of doing all that reviewing. If you you not have to do all of the stuff that you could do, a quick review, hit reclassify when you need to, and yeah. then <laughs> and then uh, job is done a little bit quicker. So you've heard it here first, folks. Ash will be in the Bahamas next month. He's got his million pound idea off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Books Labs brought to you by the Bahamas next month. So. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, and I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Um, I know we've got a couple of questions there, but we'll uh, we'll park them over for next one. Um, again, though, there's um, Charlie has put his link in for the um, for the chat that he did with Johan the other day. So again, highly recommend it. Great little chat. Um, both of them went into some good details and brought up some great points about work papers. And with that, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Ash, Ash, I know we haven't spoke about it, but what's our what's our plan for for next week with you being all over the place? Um, so we, uh, so next month we should be uh, again uh, Star Wars Day, May the fourth. Um, as long as you're not doing any recertification around this time, so we're going to wait lane for uh, Wednesday, May the fourth um yep and then if we're running some courses like apologies we were a week late we were both on uh, advanced certification last week we um so we'll uh we'll let you know should we need to sort of postpone for a week yeah so there is a course that day but it's uh two till three so we are good to go so that sounds good to me um, and with that being the first day of recertification as well, maybe we'll all come in here all recertified as well. We can have a recertification party on that day. How yeah. would you think? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. All right. Fantastic. So with that then, um, um, 
uh, with that, thanks for all the questions. If you're listening via podcast, don't forget to follow us on Facebook so you can join us live on one of our future episodes, as you can remember. That episode is going to be next time on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, 4.30 time as normal, which we think is 10.30 time, central time. But don't quote us on that one. Um, Ash, have you got anything planned as other than moving house? So that's quite a big one, isn't it? There's no, no content or or updates to that track or anything to talk about um not at the moment but there's loads of stuff going on if, if i don't see hopefully see some of you at accountex uh in may and uh, maybe a SEMA conference the following week um and if you're listening from the us perhaps you'll see you escaping new heights um in june absolutely amazing going all the way to florida of all places love it love it what about you aaron you got anything planned this week uh, this is all about um, Zettel. We're going, uh, we've, we've kind of got a little bit of a partnership now with Zettel. Um, so I was one of the first people in the world, actually, or in the UK, should I say, to get their new terminal, uh, which had some uh, barcode transactions, all this sort of stuff. I've done a few videos on that one. We've got more videos to come on it. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, I think their, their EPOS solution is pretty good. And I do have a square terminal coming as well. So I'm kind of, I'm going to war with um, EPOS terminals at the moment to uh, see which is best for small businesses. So. Nice. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. And with that, I think that is everything. So it is a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Cheers, everybody. Hopefully we will see you next uh, uh, next Star Wars day as I scramble to try and find the outro. Bye for now. <laughs>